Before I begin today's show, I want to tell you about Starlet. It is the debut play written by Alison Spittle, starring Peter McGann and Roxana Nucleum, who are all my guests on today's show. I saw a, a work in progress of this show uh, earlier in the year, and it's one of the funniest plays I've ever seen. It starts tomorrow night, uh, September 17th. It runs until the 22nd. Uh, it's on in Smock Alley, and it's part of the Dublin Fringe. So you can buy tickets at fringefest.com. I highly recommend you go and see this play. It's brilliant. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phoning show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about weird landlords. They show up at all hours, they go through your stuff when you're not there, they smell bad. Um, Mary, your landlord is invading your privacy, is that right? That's right, yeah. I might have left a mug on the sideboard, but it's been put in the cupboard. Um, or maybe, you know, uh, my clothes were on the bed and they've actually been folded and put in my wardrobe. Okay, so your landlord is coming, up, coming in and tidying your place when you're not there. Well, he's the only one with a key. And why do you think he's doing this? Um... I mean, I am a very messy person. Um, I, I, I'm very busy a lot of the time. Um, what are you, and I, what's busy doing what? Um, just my, my job. What's your job? Gymnast. Well, I can imagine that's time consuming then because if you're competing yeah. at a professional level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all around the city, you know. Yeah. All, so, all over the city? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to go out to Donnybrook uh, today um, and do some of my gymnastics there. And uh, how do you make money from that? Um, so I'll just do some cool moves and um, leave kind of a hat out and sometimes people put money in. Okay, so you're uh, like a busker kind of. Um, I'm a gymnast. Yeah, yep. yeah. but street performer. Um, I, I'm sorry, like, sorry to split hairs here, but uh, I, I do prefer the term gymnast. You're a professional gymnast. Yeah. Okay, well look, I want to bring on your, lam- your landlord, Tom. Ooh. You okay, Tom? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't... I I'm sorry for my voice. I'm I'm a ghost. You're I'm sorry. Did I say that? I I said it to your producer before I came on. Oh but no, that wasn't in my it's notes. Tom's a ghost. I'm a ghost. That's why I move the cups. The cups and and fold the clothes and fold things. Fold the clothes. Yes. Okay. So, um, how are you? Uh, I suppose for mm-hmm. first off, how are you renting <laughs> the space when you're uh, a ghost? Well, okay. I inherited uh, the property. From my great grandfather Trevelyan. Okay. Mm, Lord Trevelyan, and uh, I died in 1943. Okay. But I had no children to pass it on to, so I've just been renting out. Um, uh, you could call my place a ghost estate. Oh, okay, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Is that kind of a, a a pun? Is it? It's not actually. A... Oh, it's a living... oh, I just got that. Oh my god, yeah, it's really clever, Tom. Hello, how Hi. are you? I'm not good, Tom. I mean, you're moving my shit around. Oh, uh, sorry, Dave. That's okay, um, Tom. Why are you Tom. moving um, moving all our stuff around? Because stuff? Uh, I'm a ghost, and I I suppose I like to be noticed a bit. Okay, but not too much. You know, when I'm in the corner of our bedroom. I go invisible then, but uh, uh, you, oh, hang on a second! You, you're you're watching her from her in the corner uh, of my own house. Yeah, yeah, but it's your house. I'm entitled to do. Well, that. I don't know, Tom. You're on shaky ground there. I'd say, Mary, did you realize that Tom was watching you in your bedroom? I mean, I had a feeling because he he stays invisible, but um, I can still hear him going ooh. Oh, so he's reacting to what he's seeing. I go, Tom, is it you? 
And he'll go, no. Okay. It's very hard sometimes. I go, oh, boobies. Are you a fan of gymnastics, Tom? Oh, I'm a fan of gymnasts anyway, yeah. yes. <laughs> Is there, have you got other gymnasts staying in the house? They're all gymnasts. All gymnasts, yes. right? Uh, had it's you noticed? Had you noticed this, Mary? That everyone who lived in the house was a gym. Yeah, I presume you guys all know each other, right? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't call them professional. I mean, they're, they're more, not. They'd be more amateur, amateurs. you know, that kind of way. Like, um, they wouldn't make their living off it. Yeah, the you way know? you do on the street, like a busker, yeah, or a street, street performer, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know that Tom's watching you when you're getting changed or whatever. Um, oh yes. But you're still you haven't moved out or anything. Well, it's more the moving my stuff around that's annoying me. You know okay. that kind of way. Um, so you're cool with him perving on you or whatever. I mean, listen, it is his house and stuff like yes. that. But the mugs are my mugs. The clothes are my clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, don't touch my stuff. Like, what do you say to that, Tom? That seems fair. I say, well, it's a really a. Um, a landlord's market at the moment, so she doesn't like it. Um, it's true. Um, so what are you going to do? Um, I don't know. I guess I just have to just do cooler gymnast moves and try and make Earn more money. money. Um, and then you will move out. Yeah. Would you be um, sad to see her go, Tom? Oh, there's plenty of gymnasts. She wants to be a gymnast on the streets. Professional, Tom. Professional, a uh, professional I'd homeless like gymnast. It. What yeah. good is that to you then? But it does, you don't care if they're pro or amateur really, Tom, do you? Yes, as long as they're not fat. That's the only preference. It's my policy, no fat chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all women as well, Tom, is this? Oh, I yes. I probably should have guessed that. I'm getting a pottery wheel in. Okay. Right, yes. What's that for, Tom? For, for them to do pottery, and then I can go behind them. Oh, yes. You know, and just breathe on their neck. Like, go, um... I'm Patrick Swayze. What's it, the film called? Fa- Dirty Dancing. No, I think no. it's uh, Ghost. Dirty Ghosts, I think it's called, isn't it? That's what what I am, a dirty, dirty ghost. Okay, well, look, stay on the line, guys. I'm going to talk to some other um, tenants and landlords, and maybe you guys can come back in later on. Noel, you feel like your landlord is always watching you, is that right? Every time I'm dropping my trousers to do my ablutions or I'm getting into into my pyjamas for a night's sleep, I can just feel another set of eyes on me, Dave. And have you look? I mean, is there is there holes in the walls? Is there cameras? How do you think he's looking at you? I don't know, Dave. With the clouds and everything, I just feel like it's fair game for you can just if you can just hack into the clouds, you can bloody well do what you want. Yeah, but there has to be. I mean, there still has to be a camera or something to. All I know is that my happening young landlord, uh, Nathan, has got a has got eyes on me, and I I, I just feel I feel penetrated. Mm. Uh, every time I'm alone in my own home, which is 95% of the time. You spend that much time at home? I do. Uh, do, you, do you work from home or? I don't, no, that's the other 5%. And what do you do now that you only work 5% of the time? I'm just uh, curious. I, I'd rather not say. You, have you found any evidence that Nathan is doing anything improper? I ha- he's, he, I, I was, he came around to collect the rent and he says to me, he's like, uh, looking good, man. Red's your colour. And were you wearing red at the time? I was, but I was also wearing red uh, at that night when I was um, when I was doing doing my, uh, my, my I won't say what I was doing, but I was doing something very private in my own home. I have a lot of medical issues, Dave. I, I don't know what you mean. Medical issues, issues <laughs> that involve kind of my health. Yeah, <laughs> what's that got to do with what you were doing? I was but... wearing I was wearing a red uh, kind of smock. It's kind of, I need to wear, it's like kind of like a 
a hospital gown. Okay. Mine was red. Yeah. Didn't start off that way, but oh. since it got red <laughs> over time. And I believe that's what he was referring to, as opposed to now, my, as opposed to the poppy that I was sporting okay, uh, well, when he came to collect the rent. It's hard to know, though, because he could, he, he could have been talking about the poppy. He could have, yeah, I suppose. But it was a faded kind of red because I've been wearing it. As I said, I'm very old. I'm 43. Yeah. I've been wearing it since I was about 38. Okay. So it's faded with time. Do you wear you wear the poppy all the time? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You need to remember these fellas, not just one day of the year. Yeah, that's fair enough, I suppose. Okay, I'm going to bring on Nathan then. Um, Nathan, Noel thinks you're watching him. I, he hasn't given any kind of evidence or I don't even know how he thinks you are. But is there any truth to this? Listen. I'm his brother. Okay, right? he didn't mention that. I know. He is out there getting divorced from his wife, right? Yeah. Well, just 12 months ago. Yeah. Him and his wife had a falling out. I, don't, I didn't ask what happened. He said he was having health issues. Is he, yeah, I was going to ask, is it something to do with the red smock? Or? I'm trying not to ask too many questions. So he's living in a little granny flat out the back of my house, okay. right? I don't know what he's doing out there. I don't want to know. He's become obsessed now. World War One, this whole thing now with the poppy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Like me and the, the wife and the kids are freaked, and you know, his family, family is family. But I, I don't know what to be doing. I don't know what to be doing anymore, Dave. Okay, no. Um, Nathan says he's not looking at you. He thinks you've become worryingly obsessed with World War One. Am I obsessed with the idea that these men took uh, the king's shilling and they'd know their choice, and those that died? on the green fields of France. Those that didn't die came home, returned home, only to become outcasts uh, because of a burgeoning Fenian cause. Outcast by their own people. Am I obsessed with that? Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated, Dave. Yeah. Fascinated by doing right by, by the forgotten men and women. Well, it was, it was just men, uh, as far as I know. He wakes up Mostly every day, men, yeah. every single day, at five o'clock with a bugle. He's a bugle in, his, in mm. the little gaff. Mm-hmm. He comes out, but that's again, and he is right. The, the smock is getting redder and redder and redder. And I don't want to ask too many questions. But I said to him one day, "Oh, so red's your colour, pal." You know, trying to say if he in any yeah. way. And um, he just backed away slowly. He just backed away slowly, and he actually walked into a wall by mistake. And then he he felt his way to the door. And it's like he never. He's talking about me looking at him. He never takes he's his eyes off okay. you. He never turns his back to you. Yeah. I don't know it's if he thinks he's no, fought no, in World smock, War One. You know. There's no back on us. Yeah. If I turn if I turn my back, you just see my, my bare arse. <laughs> okay. And that's where a lot okay. of the health issues and the red comes from. It's it's getting redder. Is it is it is it blood? That's on the smoke. It's it mostly. Mostly blood. And what is this medical issue that's causing shit, you... Shit and blood, Dave. Sh- I'm just... Uh, shit and blood. And why is it going on the front of this smock that has no back? Because I'm using it to wipe me out. <laughs> I wish I wish I didn't have to say this in national radio, but there we are. Okay, well, I wish I, did, I, wish I didn't ask. Um, uh, what I will ask is... Now, do you see why I might be self-conscious about people <laughs> sure, looking at me? Sure, sure, sure. People watching me. Is this illness, is it in any way related to World War I? Uh, I imagine... It, they had all kinds of dysentery. That's what I'm issues. Have you co- uh, somehow got dysentery? Uh, no, this isn't. This isn't feces now. This is like this is just literal, like a geezer. Yeah, of uh, blood. Why? Why is that happening? I'm. F- why? <laughs> <laughs> it beats me, Dave. Okay, have you been to a doctor? Uh, I have. And uh, what did they say? They said I've never seen anything like this again. <laughs> Don't ever come back. 
your probably your best thing to do is lock yourself away and uh, and just while out the, the the probably very few you, remaining yeah, days you yeah, have yeah no it, it doesn't sound like nathan's watching you i think it, it might be paranoia probably t- due to the blood loss or something you know yeah no, no yeah i think he has some sort of psychosis because when he first came he said he had trench foot he said he had trench foot then he said he had scurvy because all he could get was uh canned food he was just eating canned food so i don't know if it's some sort of psychological thing that he actually thinks so, he's in world so War obsessed One. do you know what i mean yeah um, could that be the he's case now? there reading fucking Wilfred. Oh, sorry, Wilfredone all day. You know, and his thing. Is that it? Is it? Is your body somehow uh, manifesting these illnesses associated with the trenches because you're so invested in 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 what happened back then? I think I think this genuinely might you might be onto something here, guys. I think um, I think I'm going to do what I can to get better. Great. And what what's your first step? Uh, I'm there's a German couple that have just moved in next door. I'm going to kill them, bayonet them. And then after that, I don't know. I, I really don't know don't if know. that's the. Where did you get seems... a bayonet? No, where did you get a bayonet? Twenty nineteen. I mean, how was he doing it? He's only out five percent. Jeff yeah. Bezos. Look, but that's going further down the route. You want to be going away from that sort of thing. I do, but this is like, it's like you know when you're weaning someone off heroin, you just give them the last bit of heroin. Isn't that, that? I don't know if that's I think that's the, right. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know if don't, you, you, don't want one, you don't want one big injection of heroin. Anyway, listen, that's that's what I have in the back of my head, so I, I think Jesus this is going to happen. What have you done, Dave? Jesus uh, th- Christ. Sorry, I, I, I can't Jesus take, uh, Christ, I can't take uh, responsibility for this. Listen, I'll leave it there. I, I don't think I can go any further. Um, I wish you the best, Noel. I hope you get better. And well, uh, Nathan, just keep you keep your family uh, away from my world, yeah. Do you mind if I sit here down by your graveside? Okay, I gotta, gotta cut you off there. No, I'm sorry. I well and I hope you died clean. Young Willie McBride, was it slow and obscene? All right, Dave. Best of luck. I've got to move on to some other callers now. Uh, Jane is on the line. Jane, you saw a moving statue. Is that right? I did. I saw it. I saw it move. Yes. Uh, what was the statue of? Um, what kind of statue was it? It was of Ross Geller from the Friends. A statue of Ross Geller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now the 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 character or the actor who 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 portrayed him. The character. There's um there's a grotto dedicated to Ross Geller out near um Harold's Cross. Okay, and who do you know who set that up or? I think um. David Schwimmer. Oh, David Schwimmer actually uh, paid for and, and had this grotto erected um, for the character that he portrayed on Friends. Yes, yes, Ross from Friends. Yes. Why, why, why did David Schwimmer do? Why Harold's Cross of all places? I don't know. Ego. Yeah, no, I mean obviously the, the grotto would would suggest ego. I'm just wondering why he chose Harold's Cross, or is, is there or has he got them all over the world? Do you think? Well, uh, Harold's Cross is quite. Um, it's a real up and coming area. This, yes, you know. Um, yes, gentrified. Yeah, gentrified. Absolutely. And what what more is a stamp of approval than a grotto of uh, Ross from Friends? Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a quite a large flower garden, um, with a rose rose bushes that kind of spell out the the words. Uh, we were on a break. Oh, wow. mm. that must be a lot of uh, quite a big garden then, isn't oh, it? Oh, it, to be honest with you now, it it, it goes into the borders. Of um, uh, Dolphin's Barn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to guess Terranier, but uh, is it popular with people in the area? Do a lot of people go and visit us? People kind of go there now when they don't know what else to do. Yes. You know, when yeah, yeah. there's newer gardens around, more, more special, more um, garden, better gardens, better gardens around, and you know, people just are so confused by choice. They yeah. just go. 
back to that grotto. The one they know. Yeah, yeah and the they'll just stand there staring at it for hours. Hours, hours. Yeah. They'll be doing their ironing. Yeah. And just, you know. On the phone. On their phone, yeah. doing anything. And there, there it is. Yeah. Well, it's comforting that way to have something like that that you're familiar with just there in the background. Yeah. So you were there one of the days, obviously. Uh, were you doing a bit of ironing yourself or? I was just overwhelmed with life. And I thought, you know what? Six hours of going into this uh, Ross from Friends garden would really do me well. And I was there um, contemplating. Um, well, I won't say what I was contemplating, but I was just. No, do go on. Oh, uh, well. All right. Uh, well, it's a long story. Well, it could be relevant, though. That's the only reason I ask. <sighs> okay. I was thinking about driving me kids into a lake. Okay. <laughs> See, I think this is relevant, yeah. I think this could be relevant. It was only a passing thought, and I thought, you know what? I should go to the Ross from Friends uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He'd know what to do, because he had a very sporadic relationship <laughs> with Ben, you know, and Emma. He, he didn't a, see them much then, no, you know. he had a tough L run of it. Yeah. He wasn't the best father. And I thought, I'm sorry, I'm just a bit upset. Yeah, sure. <sighs> so I thought, do you know, uh, what would Ross, what would, sorry, what, what, what would Ross from Friends do? Yeah. Would he drive his children into a lake? And do you know what? He turned to me and he said, no, don't do it. Think, think of the children. Yeah, and I did. And uh, well, Jesus, I'm delighted now because they're still here. Yeah. and uh, they're an absolute blessing. Do you th- know? Yeah, absolutely. They're an absolute blessing, and uh, yeah, a very, very lucky in that respect. So the statue not only moved, it actually looked at you and it spoke to you. It kind of made gestures of like, um, do you know, if you're stopping a train, if someone has fallen on the tracks, and you're like, yeah, hold the train. Yes, she was going to, to me. Hold up now. Yeah. Don't kill your children. So you heard, did you hear a voice though or did you just interpret it that way from the movements? I was more, to be honest, his face got very emotive. He's got very large eyebrows that he can does, say a yeah, lot, yeah. you know. And um, he was just saying to me, I, he was just, do you know what? He was saying it through, through the lines of friends. So it was like, ah. uh, there, there's a Chandler garden nearby and he looked at me and he said, could you be any more in psychological trouble? Do you know? Yeah. It's one of his very funny jokes he has. Yeah, yeah. And uh, wait, so Ross was kind of channeling Chandler. No, Chandler was Chandler's in Dolphin's Barn. Oh, okay. Chandler's garden is in Dolphin's Barn. Yeah. You see, there's the three friends. Uh, parks are all connected over okay. over Dublin, like the canal. Do you know? Yes. So you got Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe would be. Uh, Phoebe would be in. Uh, what's the Pim- Pimlico. Jeez, me, me geography isn't the best now. Rialto? The George Bernard Shaw. That's, oh, yes. That's where Portobello Phoebe is. kind of Portobello, area. that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So she's she's in Portobello and uh, she's, you know, they're, they're, they all, they, I think Ross thought this was important enough to channel all the six friends. Oh, okay. So you, you, know? you heard in your head Chandler yeah. going, could you be in any more psychological difficulties? I did. I heard that. I heard that. And I said, no, Chandler, I couldn't. Yeah. And he'd nothing to answer to that because he can't be funny after that, you know. Yeah. He tries to joke a lot of the time. It's very inappropriate. Yeah, but it wasn't a joking matter. You know, you're talking about driving your kids into a lake. They're, they wanted to see uh, the Emoji movie very hard. And mm. I, I'd read the reviews and I wasn't going to go through it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And they were like, Mammy, I want to see the Emoji movie. 
TJ Miller is a dream mm. and I couldn't no. I couldn't stand that I no. thought I'd rather drive you into the lake yeah. I can understand that I honestly I can um, is, has David Schwimmer been made aware of this miracle that's happened I don't know maybe he's listening I, he could be I mean uh, that would be the hope the word needs to spread if miracles are happening at the Ross Geller uh, Memorial Park or whatever it's yes, called ma- well not Memorial <laughs> Ross Geller is still alive the Ross Geller Gardens the Ross Geller called, Gardens called yeah I'm saying if, if miracles are happening there you know more people have to be asking themselves what would Ross from Friends do absolutely and go to the garden because I felt like this episode of my life could have turned into the one with the mother driving her kids into a lake and I thought that would be a very tragic uh, episode. Yeah, it wouldn't have been funny. No, it wouldn't have been yeah. funny. It really would have stuck one to my ex-husband, but, you know, like, I, I, it's... Uh... <laughs> it's not worth it, though. No, mm. no. No, no. Okay, look, listen, Jane, thanks so much for your call. Um, I, I think it's great to let people know that, 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 that Ross is out there. He's there for all of us, and uh, all we need to do is just have a visit to the garden whenever we're feeling low. Mm. And... Uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll brighten up her day. Yeah, I I just want to say one thing. Uh, just if anybody judges me on it, I was on, I was on a psychological break. Okay. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and now you're back together. Yeah, we're back together now. Great. Sounds good. Congratulations, James. Great talking to you. Thanks so much for phoning in. My guest in studio today uh, calls himself the Warlock of Druids Glen. Welcome to the show, Des Pratt. How you on, Dave? How are you doing? Des, um, what's what is a warlock for people who don't know? A warlock knows like uh, suppose no, uh, it's a, like a ma- ma- man witch. A man witch. Although these days now the way gender's gone, the way there's it used to be just a witch and warlock. There's a little binary thing going on there. Yeah. But now, sir, geez, you could fucking you could identify as a fucking cauldron or something. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's gone topsy turvy world. But anyway, for the moment, anyway, until the PC police come banging on the door, we are the warlocks. How did you become a war- warlock, Des? I suppose I was a seventh son of a seventh son. Oh, okay. Yeah. I when they tried to baptize me, my head went on fire, uh scalp gone. Oh my god. And a baby's scalp is soft enough, but yeah. then thinking that's just it just cleaned me off and I still the hair never still growing back. Never never had hair in your head? No, not a fucking not a bit of it. Okay. Christianity was something you needed to steer clear of, is that yeah, what you're saying? Basically, yeah. Like I'd, I'd, I was given the hose uh, my first holy communion and uh again my head went on fire. Uh <laughs> Jeez. Are you okay? I am now. Yeah, I, I'm an I'm an old old man, but you know, for a while there wasn't looking good. Yeah. So you, I presume after the the communion, you you kind of stopped with you didn't get confirmed. I got confirmed. Oh, Jesus, what yeah. happened then? Uh, my head went to fire. <laughs> uh, I presume you've steered clear of the church ever since, have you? Uh, I have. Yeah. Except when it came to burning them down, killing priests, uh, turning lads into frogs that are in mass. Uh, that kind of crack. Okay, so you very much turned against uh, the Catholic Church as a result of these things happening. Yeah. Okay. That and you know, you, I mean, you can't stick with them after that. after what's happened going on in Tuma. That you just, I don't know how you can look at yourself in the mirror and 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 stay and stay a Catholic. That's true. Yeah. But as well as that, I literally could not. Yes, I had to turn me back in it because uh, my head kept going up here because <laughs> uh, I was seven son of seven son and a warlock. You mentioned uh, you mentioned burning down churches. Have you burnt down a lot of churches? Three. Three, okay. Well, that's that's a fair number compared to uh, most people, I suppose. I know the Tans are the only ones that have me better say. <laughs> Cromwell, maybe. Cromwell, actually, yeah, he, he, yeah, Cromwell, and just general English in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to be known as a church burning down fella. I've, I've, I've got a big bre- a wealth of uh, experiences. I've a lot to offer. Uh, what else do you do then? Uh, I can turn lads into things. I yeah. can, uh, I can make potions. 
I can uh, time travel. You can time travel? Yeah. That's, um, wow. Okay, so where have you time traveled to? Or uh, I haven't, but I can. Okay, so why haven't you? It's not my thing. <laughs> I mean, are you not curious, though? Like, if you could travel to ancient Ireland. And, not really. No? No. Or the future? Any interest? In I never seeing? really thought of it, Dave. Yeah, so you just know it's something you can do. Oh, I can. I have. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm able to do. It. How do you know you're able to if you've never done it? Because all warlocks and witches can. I oh, okay. and I can. And I've been told and 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 like you I know you what know, spell to do. Or... Exactly. And and me from the future has come back and told me that I can. Oh, so okay. eventually I will do so it. Eventually you will. Okay. I'm in no rush. What was it like meeting yourself? It was grand. Yeah. What well, um, did you find that you were different than you thought you would be? A bit. In what way? I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. I had a piercing. Where? Just in my ear. And, and left ear. Had you ever thought about getting your ear pierced? A bit, yeah. So I wasn't too surprised by it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I want to I want to bring on some callers. Um, Gobnet, you were uh, kicked out of Dez's coven. Yeah, I was. Yeah. How are you, Gobnet? How's it going? Uh, why did Dez kick you out? Um, I guess uh, my background would be more in Wicca. Yeah. Um, and the art of a Wicca. Yeah. And, Which is um, kind of witchcraft, right? Yeah, yeah. It would be more. Um, yeah, I think the warlocks are more so kind of born that way. Born into it. Born oh, into yeah. it. It's genetic. Cultural appropriation, this lad. No, it's more. I would compare it to Judaism. You know, you can marry into it, but, you know, the, the, the pure Jews are born Jewish. Keep going down the road. <laughs> So, I want to hear more about that. So I would be like the kind of Kabbalah of witchcraft. So I would be wicked. So you kind of learn it yourself and you... you yeah, know. like you, know, you can take up yeah. uh, witchcraft the same way you yeah. can take up yoga or whatever. Is that not fair enough, yeah, Des? yogurt. No, not yogurt. Yoga. Right. Like, a, you know, you can learn it. Is that not fair enough? Like, why can't you just pick and choose who you want to be in? A, the people that were born witches or warlocks, the people that have it in their blood... And these people that decide opt in, they they opt in. You know, they're like, I want some of that. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't don't work like that, Dave. So when Gobnet first joined your coven, you thought um, you, you thought you she thought I was pure witch. You thought she was. You thought I was. Uh, I was born. She tricked me, yeah. How yeah. did she trick you? I, I I didn't trick him. I just um, I just never. I'm very open, Dave. I'm very. She ticked the wrong box. I, I, no, what do you mean? No, no. She she just said, "Are you a witch?" Oh, and she ticked yes. She did, yeah. yeah. I, I am a. I am. She's the Rachel Dolezal of the of the me. of the excuse witch community. Me. How so? Does she pretend to be something that she oh, for, I for am, credibility? I am a witch. I have and people I have to like her. Studied the art of Wicca for almost two and a half months. Dyed her skin green. I, and. You dyed your skin green, Governor? No, no. I, I have a natural. I, I, I have a natural. It's my green natural. Green hue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you believe that? Green with envy that she's not a real witch. That's <laughs> what I'd say. Now. That, that's like a, the height of it. And, Governor, you've studied um, witchcraft. Can you perform any magic? Um, well, yeah, I can, um, I can kind of transform energies, you know, in the room. I can, if someone's feeling kind of down, I can help transform the energy to more positive energy. Yeah, I that sounds tarot, a bit, tarot, angel yeah. cards, Okay, this is all you know, a bit wishy-washy, isn't it, Des? 
Yeah, she's uh, Reiki. That's one of the ones that yeah. she does as well. That's not magic, though, Reiki. is it? Reiki. Reiki. Sorry, Captain. Well, I... It's a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, I don't want to say it, but... You need your energy transformed, because I am feeling a lot of cynicism, a lot of... I'm an empath. <laughs> well, I'm I don't think you need to be empathic to pick up the cynicism from the two of us. A lot of negativity, and I feel that, okay? I, okay. And, and if you want to transform, I can do it over the air, if you'd like. Yeah, okay, I can see why you were uh, kicked out of the cabin. All right, Cabinet. Um, stay on the line. Um, I want to bring on another caller. Um, it's a rival warlock, uh, Seamus. Seamus, you want control of Druid's Glen for yourself. You believe you should be the warlock of Druid's Glen. Is that right? I believe I should be, yeah. yeah. I drink the cans. You drink the cans? Cans of Druid's Glen. Okay, is that is that important? That's important to me, yeah. yeah. I have a, ter- a raging uh, problem. Uh, uh, with, with, cans. with cans, okay. That's uh, why he can't be in charge. He's he's steamed all the time. But is that necessarily a problem? It is a bit of a problem for a warlock. You might have to have your senses about you. Or I t- look. If you've been through the things I've been through, you'd be having a raging alcohol. What have you been through? Well. What have you been through? The, the Warlock Brothers Academy. One. What they did to me was a disgrace. Well, listen, that was, no, yeah, that was, that was disgraceful. I don't have you seen the Netflix documentary, Dave. No, I haven't seen uh, it. They, uh, made, they made us, they made us dress up like beavers and dance for their entertainment. The Warlock Brothers did? Yeah, they okay. did. Okay. And is this something you went through as well, Des? We all, we had to do it. It's just, that was just the way things are. People know snowflakes these days are too soft now. Okay. You just need to be, you need to be able to take this kind of thing. It's character building, Dave, is what his character building. Dressing up as a beaver? Just all that kind of crap. Bullying and psychological torment. Is is a good thing, you think? It's character building, as I said, Dave. Yeah. What yeah. kind of character is it building, though? A big prick. That's what it is. Or someone who's hooked on the cans. This is it. I just love the taste of those tins. Yeah, the well, aluminium cans. No, I know are you, eating, are you eating the cans? Yeah, I'm eating the cans. What do you think I was talking about? I empty those. I don't drink alcohol at all. I just empty them out. Sorry. Chew on them then like a little, like a minstrel. Like it, like the chocolate minstrel, uh, the galaxy minstrel. I know, I know the ones you're talking about. Good, <laughs> governor. Yeah, sorry. I can feel those energy. Oh my god, I can. You're picking up some negative oh energy, god, are you, governor? Because yeah. uh, we're fucking shouting at each other <laughs> on the radio, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I'm an empath. I, well, I am an again, empath. I mean, I, I picked up on the, the really negativity really there as well. I don't know if that means well, you're empathic. You're an empath as I well. am. Yeah, Which I should yeah, I'm probably. Now, to be hey, go mad, James. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. So look, is there not room for two warlocks and druids? No, not not warlocks in charge. There's only one in charge, and that's me. I've okay. put the time in. Well, well, how did you, how did you get to be in charge? Then I mean, who Nepotism. elected you? Oh, okay. Was your father the warlock of druids? Clan? He was, uh, and his father before that. Yeah, and his father before that. What are you getting at, Dave? I'm just saying it's uh, convenient that it's been generation after generation after generation. I was elected by all the other witches warlocks. Mm. did you vote did you vote no I didn't vote for him and I got bet up by his nephew because you didn't vote that was just a separate argument nothing to do with not beating up what was it about Uh, I couldn't even tell you he he maintained it was over chips what happened with the chips he uh, he asked me for a chip and I said no and he bet me up (laughs) Well, I mean, that does sound like... Uh, when, she, when Seamus says beat you up, that's, we use spells on each other. It's yeah. not, not fisticuffs. It's like, uh, that's what we call beating up. Yeah. We just trust so what did he do, Seamus? He put a spell on me where he pulled um, he pulled me tongue down my own arsehole. Mm. Mm. You should have seen it, Dev. It was, it was, I, out, out the back? 
it, yeah, yeah, but it was, it, he pulled it through my organs, right? Yeah. And then out my sphincter, and then he did like a little round, like a... A bow? bow. No, 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 like a, he, he made the buds go along the edge of my arsehole, like a, like a little swirl. <laughs> he basically made Seamus give himself a rim job. Okay. <laughs> and that was, uh, that didn't feel good, Seamus, no? <laughs> Did it, Seamus? <laughs> Whether I felt good or I didn't feel good is neither the point. Yeah, that's true. You, you, it was against your will, I suppose, is 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 the point. Well, no man should be able to tongue his own arsehole. That's, I felt like a cat. I know so many I would like wish a... they could. <laughs> Sorry, Seamus, that was insensitive. Go on, what? So, uh, I just, um, I just, I, I, I just, uh, it's changed me as a person now and I don't know who I am anymore. Right. You know? In, in what way? Well, if you're expecting to taste chips and then all you taste is pleasure. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I just remember. Okay. What kind of a, who's uh, crying and weeping? What kind of, that's not a leader of men. That's not a leader I'm of men now crying and weeping. I tell you what, I tell you, what you, you tongue your own arsehole and then you try not to cry after it. I haven't, I didn't. Guys, I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all my callers today, but I especially want to thank Peter McGann, Roxanne McLean and Alison Spittle. Do you think you want to plug? <laughs> So, I'm very excited about this play called Starlet that I wrote and uh, that uh, Peter McGann and Roxana Nicolim are in. And uh, yeah, it's on from the 17th of September at uh, quarter past nine, mm-hmm. isn't that it? In Smock Alley Box Theatre. And it's on until the 22nd and he, we got matinees on the Sunday and uh, on the Saturday and it's on at half four and uh, tickets are all sold out for the first three days oh, as right. of recording and uh, yeah so, so get them fast is the, yeah get them fast can you guys tell us a little bit about it yeah it's about two people who meet in a, in a bar who decide to go on a date in a starlet which is a type of car mm-hmm. <laughs> And take it away, Peter. (laughs) And then he picks her up, and then they drive off into the night. And they have, uh, they just, it's just about them getting to know one another and how the awkwardness of communication and that. And all. And all. And all. (laughs) I love it. It's like the awkwardness of Of communication. communication. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of sums up the play, actually. It does. My staggered delivery. But it's, it's genuinely hilarious. It's, uh, Kind of a bit Dean sad. It's uh, dark, man. It's dark. It's, dark. it's, it's dark. got it all dark. in there. And yeah. is it based on a true story? It's kind of based on a true story. Yeah, because I've heard you talk about yeah. it on podcasts. Like, because I have a podcast called the Alison Spittle Show, and I told this story to Moran O'Connell, who yes, presents yeah. the Six O'clock Show. And I remember doing the story, and it was an anecdote, and I. I changed some bits around. Yeah. Because I, I uh, and then I was like, oh, Jesus, why did I change that? And then I was like, ah, I'm a bit ashamed. Uh-huh. So then I wrote, um, I wrote Starlet kind of about it. Do you think, uh, is this the first of many plays, do you think? or Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I got another play in my head I want to do. Right. And it's what? like, even darker. I'll tell you about it after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, listen, um, thanks again, guys. Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, can I just plug one yeah, thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, 11th of October, I'm doing the Cork Comedy, uh, Cork Podcast Festival. And uh, people should come down to that. And that's it. Brilliant. That's Do it. you guys have anything else to plug? 
Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RoxyNL. Okay, guys, thank you. Thank you to Headstuff Podcast Network for having us and to John Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Jesus, parts of that went very dark. Oh man, that's my fucking bag now. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.